Hey, it's Andy, and welcome to Chatting Out Loud. Today, we have a special guest on the show. His name is Daniel Lowe. How's it going, Daniel? Good, good. Hey, thanks for uh, coming on to the show today. No problem. We've got so much time now. <laughs> How's COVID uh, affecting you? Uh, keep you busy? Right. Yeah, keep you busy here and there, trying to find stuff to do at home. <laughs> haven't worked haven't been at work since march 18th i think yeah mm. damn it's been over a month yeah way over a month a month and a half and we actually we actually met each other i want to say what six seven years ago at a at a frs uh car meet right those uh, those weekly car meets yeah it was at the arcadia what, what plaza was that was that the vons plaza was it yeah or something the... like that yeah, some some yeah. some tea spot. I forgot. Yeah, I know that all the all the folks with FRS will will meet on a Friday night, and then um, that's where I met you, right? And you came with yeah. your, your IS, right? Yeah, IS three hundred. And nice, my buddy nice. had a my buddy had a FRS. I think he had a, like a limited edition, or I forgot what version, where like the interior is all blacked out. Oh really? Yeah, he had one, so he invited me to out to the meet. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't have that FRS anymore, though. He has a he has a WRX now. One of ah, the newer ones. Yeah, yeah. Can't believe it's six, seven years already. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, time goes by too quick. <laughs> I was single well, I mean, then. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, yeah, now you're married. Yeah, I'm married. <laughs> Same here. I mean, I wasn't single then, but yeah, now I'm married and a kid. It's oh yeah, time flies. Get old. But um, thanks for uh, again, thanks for joining the show, man. Today, I think it'd be a pretty, pretty fun show. We're, we're going to have a little chat, um, ask some questions because I know you have your own business on the side, so we'll get to that in a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, you're you're a big car guy, right? Yeah, yeah, I've been into cars since uh right out of high school, because I didn't so, start driving until like out of, like first year out of high school. First, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, around the same time as me. So, what got you into cars, man? Was like, uh, like the video games, or was it something you saw on the streets? So what got you into cars? I just had an inkling for cars. Like, I didn't. Well, like I saw nice cars real like high school. Like, I remember, I remember this one guy had like a Integra, like a four door Integra DC two or DC four or something like that. And I was like, oh, that's cool. So then, like. When I was going to PCC, I took uh, entry level intro to mechanics or automotive mechanics class just to see like w- how to work on a car. Mm-hmm. Like they taught you how to like do an oil change, change your spark plugs, pretty, pretty much like a tune up. And then you, they teach you like the whole mechanics of a car and everything like that. And then like I started a job at uh, at the city of Alhambra as like like a lifeguard. And then I met one of the coworkers. He was into cars too, and he had a '87 Integra. And then he taught me how to drive stick in that thing. Wow! And it, yeah, and it turns out at home, he, his dad and him had a '74 Porsche 914, and that's wow. what like really sparked it. So we started working on his cars and all that stuff, and eventually, uh, my first car was an '88 Camry, and that was a hand-me-down. So then. That was a boring car. So, so it the, seems like the Integra really cemented your 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 curiosity and your love for cars. And then obviously the Porsche 914 just kind of sealed the deal. 
Yeah, yeah. Eventually, I even got my own my my own uh seventy four and I fourteen, and that's <laughs> so, when I like I worked on that a lot. So let me let me see. I mean, I think in our previous, uh, you know, when, we, when I chat with you, you actually owned quite a lot of cars um, during your lifetime. So, you know, what, do you care to share some of those some of the cars that you own? So, okay. So the first car was an 88 Camry. That was automatic, mm-hmm. a four-cylinder. And then the second car was a yellow Porsche 914. It was like a base okay. model. didn't even have sway bars. It had a 1.7 liter, which is like the base engine. And then eventually that engine died. It threw a valve. Uh, so then I need a new motor. So then I was able to source one from like Washington, which is like the two liter motor, which is like the high end motor. And eventually that went through a rod. So then after that, I was like, okay, I need a reliable car. <laughs> so then I got, so I was like, I can't go wrong with the Toyota Corolla. So I got an 89 Toyota Corolla GTS. It was like the nice, front wheel drive. Those. Yeah. Front wheel drive, manual, uh, pop-up headlights. I had that for a couple of years. What color was it? It was red, red with a gray interior. Awesome. Yeah. Then I put. It's pretty quick, right? That car's pretty quick. Uh, it was okay. I put I swapped in like a JDM engine into it too. Mm. Yeah. Then I had that for a while. Then it was too ricey. So then, like, the girl I was dating at the time, she's like, "Oh, you should get a more mature car, like a Lexus or something like that." So then I got a. I looked forever for like a manual is 300 i wasn't gonna settle for a automatic and that was like an 07 so i found one i think it was on auto trader it was on auto trader and it was up for sale at like one of those small like dealerships yeah and i got lucky that it was a manual that was fully loaded it came in that uh intensive blue pearl which is like a special color for that year oh yeah i love that blue that, that yeah, yeah that, that's a really nice blue yeah, and then it had leather interior, heated seats, navigation for an O2, which is pretty cool for an O2. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Wow. And you still do you still have any of those cars? I sold the Corolla because my parents were complaining that it was taking room in the garage. So then I sold it to some kids from Bakersfield for only $1,000. <laughs> yeah, so they drove down. They were going to use all the parts for that one into a like an a92 sedan corolla like uh mm-hmm. like a nine early 90s corolla swap mm-hmm. the engine and like the rear disc brakes and everything like it into it and then what else so i've had the is 300 since 07 when i got it it only has 112,000 miles and now it has 254,000 miles wow more than double yeah, yeah, I drove that. That was like my most reliable car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm guessing that is that your is that one of your favorite cars you own though? Uh yeah, it's one of my favorites and it's most my most reliable. Um, okay. After that one, I had a. I wanted to like one of my coworkers was selling a car and it was like a '97 Acura CL 2.2 manual. Mm-hmm. But it needed work, so he sold it to me for four hundred dollars. That was my first wow. Honda. That was my first Honda ever. That was pretty fun. I uh, the it needed a CL. Acura so basically, CL. that's like a the two door one, right? That's basically like the fancy Accord Coupe, basically. Yeah, yeah, like a fancy Honda Accord Coupe. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was cool. It was actually it actually had like the um, on the little key fob. It had the 
trunk popper too. Mm. Yeah. Did, did those did those have VTEC? Yeah, those had VTEC 2.2 VTEC. Oh, so yeah. it was torquey motor then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was pretty fun. It was our first Honda. Uh, it needed, when I got it, it needed a timing belt, water pump, alternator, and battery. And then I was working at the time, so I was too busy. So then I just took it to a, a shop I knew, and then they did all that for $700. And then I drove mm-hmm. that thing for about like a year or so. And then I sold it to some guy from Fontana, I think, for 1550 Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Wow. So you had a quite a lot of cars in your in your history. Yeah, but I still have one more. And then I still then like about two years ago, I found a '87 Corolla FX16. Was it was one of those oh, r- yeah. little rare cars? Yeah, it's like only a two-year car. No one's ever heard of it. Is that the, the, the FX? Is that the hatchback? Yeah, that's the hatchback. The two-door hatchback, front-wheel drive. Wow. What yeah, year was it again? 87? 87. So it's not like the the, the drifter ones that people... No, that you see no, not the Hachiroku that everybody wants. It's the okay. front-wheel drive version. Still a little hatchback. Yeah. yeah. It only Ooh. weighs like 20, 2,200 pounds, I think. Yeah, I was, about to, I was about to say, like those those older cars must have weighed like nothing. With no, like basically no technology. There's probably no airbags or anything like that. Yeah. So light. And then is that is that modified? Is that stock? Uh, it's pretty much stock. Well, except for like wheels, suspension. Mm. Yeah, but then you restore down. it. Yeah, it has low miles. It only has a hundred and sixty thousand miles. So that's what, good. For like a what thirty year old car, right? Yeah, yeah, thirty year old. Nice. A thirty three. So you have the FX and you have the IS still then. Yeah, so those two. Do, which one do you drive more? The uh, at the moment the IS because in the there's something wrong with the FX again. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? It's a love hate relationship, right? I mean, older cars you buy it because it brings a good like nostalgia feeling, but you gotta upkeep it a lot of TLC. Yeah. Oh, I totally forgot there's another car too. Me and, <laughs> me, and me, <laughs> me and my buddy back in '09, he was looking for a project car. So he was looking at the 240Zs, the Datsun 240Zs, but they were too expensive. And so yeah. he was like, hey, you know any good project cars? I'm like, Porsche 914? <laughs> <laughs> so then back then it was really cheap. We found like a shell for $500, like a mm-hmm. pretty almost rust-free. Like it only had minor rust. So we found a, a rust, like we found a roller. We had no engine, no transmission. Uh out in Lake Elsinore. And then back then, AAA didn't care if your car didn't have an engine or transmission. They would tow it. So we had it towed home. And we worked on it. We pretty much fixed all the rust. It was my first time learning how to weld on like a little stick oh. welder. Yeah, so I fixed. we fixed all the rust. We 415, which is like a rust preventative paint type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we like fixed it up. Uh, we bought a 98 Impreza just for the motor because I was like we are not going to put another air-cooled motor in that thing because they're so not reliable <laughs> so then we found the 98 uh, Impreza sedan on Craigslist with fun and damage but the engine still turned on and it cranked so then it still ran so we did a comp- I got did a compression test on it so the engine was good 
So we bought it. So let me ask you this. It was this. So is this technically your second 914? Because you mentioned you had another one early on in your driving career, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my second one. That other one nice. I uh, eventually sold and it got parted out. Nice. So basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, had, you had all of these cars, right? Um, you know, throughout your life, you see, like, you still, you still have your FX60, you have your IS, mm-hmm. and then um, yeah, you're married. What did your wife drive? Uh, she she drives a 2016 Lexus CT200H. Okay, I like those little those are little hatchbacks, little hybrid hatchbacks, right? Yeah, it's like a leather nice. trim Prius. <laughs> very <laughs> nice, very nice. Yeah. Um, so. So, so all your, your love for cars, you know, it kind of translate to a side business for you, right? Yeah, yeah. So they're like, I, I have a background in graphic design from Cal State LA. So, mm-hmm. and then one year, uh, it was like a friend's birthday. And I didn't know what to get him. Like, I was going to get him like one of those like little model kit cars or whatever to like build. And then I was like, oh, that's pretty lame. But then I was like, and he, he had like a 91, no, he had a 90. Or Mazda Miata. Okay. Yeah. So then I was like, wait, I think they make that in a Hot Wheel. And then I was like, wait, maybe I can combine graphic design and Hot Wheels together and my love of cars together. So then I made him his own custom Hot Wheel with like a picture of his car on the card, the card art. And mm-hmm. then I customized the car to make it look just like his. His was red with a roll bar. Uh, RPF1 wheels. And he loved it, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even have an Instagram back then. So then he posted it on his Instagram and everybody was asking, like, whoa, where'd you get that? Like, who made that? And then eventually he told everybody that I made it and eventually I had to create a Instagram. And <laughs> that was like a couple years ago, like four, four years ago. So what's your company called? Uh, I call it D-Low Wheels, since my, my first name is Daniel and last name Low. So All right, D-Low was... Wheels. Yeah. So okay. they're like... and, you're, and you're on Instagram, right? Yeah. Uh, it's D-L-O so, Wheels. So guys, if you're all listening, you want to check out Daniel's work, definitely check out his Instagram. I'm guessing it's uh, at D-Low Wheels. So yeah. check that out. Um, have, yeah, I'm guessing you have a good amount of followers because a lot of people. You, I mean, you've been doing this for four or five years already, so I'm guessing you have a good amount of followers. And uh, I'm like uh, just a little over thirty six hundred followers now. Oh, okay, that's all. All um organic followers. Nice, nice. Yeah. So let me ask you: throughout the you know four or five years of you know be doing D-Low wheels, which I guess car was the most difficult, challenging to do that you remember? Oh, mm, let's see. I think that was recently when it was like a GT2 RS. Oh, is that the one you showed me the picture? Like, uh, uh, like uh, almost like a month ago? Yeah, it had like carbon fiber on the hood, carbon fiber mm. on the roof, carbon fiber on the hatch. And then it had like little like fender vents and stuff and a GT uh-huh. wing. It was a lot of work. That one I put on hold for a while just to like find a day to like really concentrate and do all the work for it. Uh, and you also mentioned like, before that um that was the most challenging. What what was the most unique one? Unique one. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm, try, I'm trying. I you told me this one story before. I'm like, that's pretty crazy. With our amount of cars that they order, but oh, well, that was a yeah. That was the biggest order. Biggest order was fifty cars. 
and at that once. was at once and it was uh it was by this one underground artist a hip-hop artist named maj or whatever he's mm-hmm. based in like texas and he had a had a song named tesla and he, he was just talking about he was singing about a tesla and everything like that so then he wanted a tesla any kind of tesla so then at the time he was like oh okay, well maybe like a mazda three oh no 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 tesla three which uh, just came out so then I have a vendor locally. So he sourced all 50 cars for me. It was funny. He wow. actually drove He drove all the way out to um, Barstow just to find all 50 cars because he knew there wow. was there was cars out there. And he only charged me $2 a car. Okay. Wow. So 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 these these are um, Model 3s. They're all the same color, I'm assuming. I'm guessing you had to deck it out and then um, put your own art on it. And then you deliver to this underground artist and then... Um, was it like a promotional gift or something? Yeah, like he 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 made people like uh, do some videos or something like that that had to do with a Tesla or something like that. He get it was like a giveaway. Uh, mm. I found out that he actually even put like a little like um, a little recording thing or like you know how those certain get like uh, greeting cards have like music or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So he took one of those things and he recorded the Tesla song and put it and slapped it onto the back of the the Hot Wheel. That's pretty dope. Yeah. So it sung the, the song and then it was like you had to toy and everything like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, that's fifty cars. That's a lot. But it seems like yeah. you know, it seems like uh, you you've been really enjoying what you do with the Dilo Wheels. You know, given it's basically right reality with both your skill, which is the graphic design as well as your hobby and interest which is cars right mm-hmm. so yeah. do you do you plan do you plan on growing the business even more you know hopefully get more um obviously more followers more more requests to build out more cars uh, i have this one project i want to do i might want to phase out from this because then it takes a lot of labor so then I imagine, yeah yeah so then i was looking into like um there's this there's these lapel pins that everybody had like been getting. They're called like from the brand is Lean Customs, and they're okay. like these little lapel like uh, hard enamel lapel pins, and they're like about an inch and a half in width or something like that. And the guy's been doing like famous cars from like Super Street and uh, famous other people like uh, which one I call it T J Hunt from like YouTube. Where you mm-hmm. had like the Fast and Furious Mark V Supra, he did that right. one. Yeah, he's collaborating with a lot of people, but he's he has he hasn't collaborated with some other people. So I'm trying to. I've even contacted like an old classmate to like help me build the website, and he turned he found out that their website is only like a Shopify website. So then I was like, all right, like press it out. I showed him the website. He's like, all right, yeah. Let me know how much it'll cost to like pretty much do a a website similar to this one. And then right now I'm trying to make a custom Hot Wheel car to get this attention of this one uh, YouTuber. So we'll see how that goes. Well, hope, yeah, hopefully that, hopefully that goes well for you, man. I mean, we'll be really excited to see you branch out to other aspects. Yeah, it would be less uh, labor because it's just all like uh, design work, really, and networking. Mm. I should be able to network. It shouldn't be too hard. Definitely. Mm. So... I always want to, you know, as, as, as my podcast invites other guests, I definitely want to ask them this, this question, kind of just to see where your headspace is, kind of 
kind of close it out. And I, I'll, I'll tell you mine, but I um, just want to see what your dream garage is, right? So name me your top five uh, cars in your dream garage. Monday, no object, right? Could be any year, any brand, any type. And, and the reason why this came about is because I'm not sure if you remember, but when I was, because we're around the same age, when we were little kids, there was always these posters at those markets or convenience store. It would show like a, like a sunset with like a five-car garage and inside like a Lamborghini, a oh, Ferrari, yeah. a yeah. Porsche. Yeah, and, and like I love, you know, I have one of those, right? In, in, in my room, just think, hey, that's like my dream garage and something that all kids should be looking forward to if you're like a, a big car car kid or car person and that would be the goal, right? So that's where this idea can be. So, so um, why don't I tell you mine five first and then... Um, and then, and then you can tell me you're five, right? Okay. So, so my top five is gonna be a mix of Asian brands and um, German. Mm. My first one would be a, definitely a first generation Acura NSX, probably like a '97 with the pop up headlights still. What and, color though? What uh, color? Upgraded engine. You know what? I think any color other than silver mm. or black will be uh, will, will will be great. Mm. I think red, yellow, white. I mean blue. Um, but yeah, that's 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 actually my single dream car. But it sh- it's definitely in my dream garage, right? The first gen NSX, you know, six speed, six speed. Is it six speed? No, it was five speed manual back then. Yeah, the first the first first year or the first few years it was five speed, and eventually it became a six speed with the three yeah, point you know three point two, right? Yeah. yeah, dude, they are going so, so expensive around. They're going so high. Bring a trailer on all these websites. They are not dropping anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, same thing with the um, Supras and RX-7s. Yeah, so definitely want the um, first-gen NSX. You know, a lot, a lot of my buddies when I was growing up, they're a big fan of like Supras and RX-7s, as you mentioned. But, you know, the NSX always ha- has, a, has a close place in my heart because, one, that was my go-to car for Gran Turismo mm. when I was playing. And, two... That mid engine, you can't really beat that mid engine yeah, structure. You it's, know? More it's more yeah. exotic. It's more exotic than a front so that's engine. one, right? Front engine wheel. So right. first one is the Acura NSX. Mm-hmm. Second one, I would do a nineteen eighty nine Porsche nine eleven turbo, and that's like the old school one with the big like uh the whale tail. Man, is this, that like a it, Porsche nine thirty, nine thirty nine eleven? Ah, is that before sure the nine, before the nine nine three? Like the last? Yes. Uh. Yes, the last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the reason why this like this is because my dad actually got me a little uh, toy model. And that was placed on top of my shelf for a good, I want to say, 10 years. This is a red one. Mm. And um, I never, no, we didn't have internet back then. So we didn't really, I didn't really go research, okay, what year is this one now? But until later on, mm-hmm. I realized that that car on top of my shelf was a 1989 Porsche 911. No, yeah, 911. So it was, it was awesome so that's my second car right mm. um third car it must be the lexus lfa no oh. right uh when it first came out it made a big splash you know it was all carbon fiber and was like what is a, a lexus you know um yamaha engine v10 oh that exhaust know? and that was also that exhaust yes that, so that, nice. that, that exhaust sounds so good Nine thousand. Uh, rpm red line and it was, it was actually the first vehicle where lex have to actually create a digital uh, instrument cluster because an analog needle could, could not keep up with the engine revs yeah. and the downshifts and upshifts so it had to be digital so and those car also it i mean one is hard to find too if you find it you have to pay like half a million dollars for it it's crazy um it was like so, less than 500 uh, of those right huh? was it less yeah, than 500 very little yeah 
very little, right? Uh, LFA. And there was like, you know, other like various edition of it, but any LFA, I'll be happy with. Mm. Um, fourth car, this is actually a more of a normal car. And uh, I'm surprised I had this in my dream garage, but every time I see one, it turns my head. It's actually been a car that I wanted, I, like, really wanted ever since I got my license. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the E46 M3. Oh. Right? E46 M3. That's the, that's the one with the, the last generation with the naturally aspirated, you know, N96. With the ITVs. Uh, yes. Uh let me see. There was there, there was like six speed manual and there was like an SMG, right? But I was up with the six speed yeah. manual. But yeah, that I mean, that car is not too old, but it's old enough where there's not much technology in there, so you still get the traditional BMW feel. Yeah, I heard that was the um, last great driving M3. Yeah, all the other ones are the too one long that been, and heavy. Yes, and too much technology. The one the one that I do read about is that the chassis, uh, you got to be careful because it, it does it does crack a little bit, so you got to make sure that the chassis foundation is good. But that car is always, you know, it's, it's, I think it's a perfect size, right? It's not too big, mm-hmm. not too small. It's an M car, and the engine is, is, the, is the last engine in, in, in that structure, so super reliable. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that M3 is my uh, fourth car in my garage. Mm-hmm. The fifth one is actually a new car. Hmm. And it uh, is another Porsche. Ooh. Can you guess which Porsche it is? GT3 RS? Nope. Oh. You're going to be surprised with it. It's going to be the Panamera Turbo Sport Turismo. Oh. So it's not the Panamera. It's going to be the more wagonish of the Panamera. Oh. You know? I mean, a lot of people think of Panamera is like, oh, it's ugly, but there's a Panamera Sport Turismo. Is that, is that wagon, the longer version looking one? Mm. Um, I just think it's a gorgeous looking car. It's great for family, especially. No, now, our family. Yeah. It's a great family vehicle. It has 550 horsepower, okay. 0 60 and 3.6 seconds for a wagon, yeah. right? You know, it has 188 max top speed. That's, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, for a wagon that's super long, super heavy. Yeah. But man, I, I can't take my eye off of it i actually have not even seen one on the street yet uh-huh. um because they do start at 160 and then obviously just like all other porsche models mm-hmm. you no know, options and accessories could rack it up like a lot i mean just accessories and the option alone could probably yield like a camry that's how much <laughs> those accessory and um and option costs mm. But yeah, those are my five cars. The Porsche, Panamera, Turbo Sport Turismo, mm-hmm. first-gen Acura NSX, BMW M3 E46 version, mm-hmm. Lexus LFA, and the 1989 Porsche Turbo with a big uh, whale tail. Mm-hmm. All right. So How about you, let's man? Let's see. My first car in the garage would be a, what was it, 1960s, I think, was it? Uh Five, Porsche 550 Spider replica in silver with red interior. And since ah. the real one's too expensive, which is like in the millions, I would want a replica one with a Subaru engine swap, like a EJ20 Turbo. Mm. Yeah. yeah. One time I was at, when I had an i14, I took it to a shop locally in like Alhambra. And there was a replica one right there. And I was like, oh, that looks so beautiful. Like, it's so curvy and so low to the ground. And it's like a and the convertible roadster. Let me let me Google this. What, what was it called again? Sorry, I, I, I kind of missed the Porsche 550 
Porsche 550 Spider. It was known. It was ah. famous because of James Dean, the actor. Got yeah. it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Those for sure. They're beautiful. Oh yeah. yeah. So then, wow, I got a, quite a few Porsches in this garage. So then, the second one would be, uh, <laughs> of course, another nine fourteen. But then, like, it would be fully souped up, like a like a GT version. The GT version had like fender flares that made it that stuck out like almost like six inches on each side. And then it would have, of course, another Subaru motor in it. Probably like another, like an EJ25 turbo or whatever out of a newer uh, WRX or something like that with the Subaru transmission. So it had a six-speed. And then I would have it painted World Rally Blue. Okay. I'd probably put gold wheels to go with that whole Subaru uh, theme. Nice, but a Porsche skin. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. There's a 914 and then, okay. Let's see. Third one would be probably like my IS300 fully uh, souped up. Everybody would go with like the Supra swap, like a 2JZ GTE swap. But I always uh-huh. like an NA car. So then I would take the 4.3 liter V8 from a Lexus LS430 and do that swap ah. and then take the V161 six-speed uh, transmission, manual transmission from the Supra and it to that. Because uh-huh. then t- Lexus did one one time with, uh, what was that one? Uh, yeah, it was, it was a sport, it was a black one. I remember, yep, they put black, a it was a black and red one. It was done by some uh, yep. I forgot for like customizer, but they did that exact swap, yep. yeah. So I would want that as the third car. Oh, nice. uh, no, let's see, what would the fourth car be? Let's make it a Honda, it would be a DC2 Type R Integra in championship white with the white five five lug wheels the multi-spoke wheels with the red interior i always had, had, nice. a, had a, like a love for that type of car that car that's the one where our the states got the four eye right and then the, the overseas got the single yeah 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 piece headlight, single right? piece one yeah, yeah with the type r front end yeah those are those really so nice with, with the red badging and everything like that yeah, I mean, I mean the the type R. I mean, you see, if you find those on like bring a trailer, they're they're going super expensive, like black and yellow ones. And, yeah, they're going for like yeah, thirty thousand really now. I think thirty or forty. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. catching up to the NSX. And let's see, who would be the fifth car? What's your final car, final man? Final car. Drum roll. That would be. Would I want an NSX? Hmm. Let's make it the first car I ever wanted. I always wanted a small little second gen Honda CRX. Oh, those are beautiful. Yeah. Did they, did they have did they have SIs back then or no? The second gen. Uh yeah, I think it had an SI. I think it had like the D sixteen VTEC motor in it, I think. Mm. Yeah, but I would probably put the B eighteen 
GSR swap into it or something like that. And they're so light and a little two-seater. They're, they're not weigh anything. Yeah. They look so yeah. good still. There was like a JDM version where it had like a glass uh, roof too. It was pretty cool. Yes. <laughs> it's funny because I'm on Google right now and I look at it and there's like, yeah, the JDM, the JDM all glass roof looks pretty, looks pretty yeah. dope. Uh, I think that would be my type car. Okay, you can't you can't find a you can't find a a clean CRX SI for anything less than like eight grand. It's yeah, we'd probably just get like a base model and build it from there. Like find a a mm. car that was driven by like a grandma or something. If you're lucky. Yeah, but even then they're hard. They're hard. Yeah, yeah. they're hard. So as a recap, yeah, yeah, it was, it was a CRX, your IS three hundred, mm-hmm. your Porsche five fifty. Mm-hmm. Porsche 914 and uh, what was the other one? It was a uh, oh the Integra yeah, DC, DC two Type yeah. R. I was never really nice. like a fan of like European like exotic cars like Ferraris and Lamborghinis like everybody else. Yeah, not, no, me yeah, too. Yeah, I was me like, too. they were just realistic. I don't know. I like I like realistic yeah. goals and dream cars that you can drive and like fix on your own like you don't have to take it to like a fancy like ferrari mechanic or something to fix it or something like that yeah and you know what like i think i don't know for me like even though porsche is like a high-end luxury sport brand like i don't know it just resonates with me for some reason like it's hard to explain like it's something that's obtainable it's like something that you you know like if you drive a porsche yes you are well off but it doesn't promote that snobbery yeah you know? i'm not i'm not like, flashy you drive or anything a ferrari, like that yeah 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 and you know what like a lot of people think that oh uh porsche oh it's gonna cost an arm and leg to fix and whatnot but here's the thing though you know yes maintenance i agree it'll cost more than your typical like asian brand cars or american brand cars but porsche rarely breaks if you maintain it correctly they won't spontaneously break on you like you look at all the jd powers porsche is always number one on reliability so that's where I, i think a lot of people you know I have a misconceived notion that, oh, Porsches are not reliable, but indeed they actually are really reliable. It's just, it costs a little bit more for maintenance, but if you take care of it, it'll take care yeah. of you. Like whenever a friend wants to like, tell me they want to like a BMW or something like that, I was like, I would never own a German car without a warranty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of BMWs, if I had, if there was a room for a six car, it would be the first gen E30 M3. Yes, that was you know what, that and my E forty six was hand mm-hmm. in hand. But I think I grew up in an era where that forty six really made it more more cemented in my brain more than the E mm. E thirty. I you just know? like the E thirty because of the, the, the fender flares and everything. It was just different from like the mm-hmm. base car, like it's totally different. Oh yeah, and more boxy, just like yeah, back in the back in the old days. Yeah, late eighties, yeah, early nineties styling. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but they're going they're actually going for a lot too. They're like they're like the air cool nine nine eleven pricing yeah, now too. Yeah, E30s. Yeah. They're so yeah, expensive. It's only a four cylinder. It was like a two was it a two liter? Was it a two liter or a two point two? It was like a two liter. It's like a two yeah. something. Yeah, I, 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 a little bit more I think it was one of the first yeah. cars that had like but, one horsepower per per liter or per yeah, yeah. size. So it had like two hundred horsepower or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's expensive. It's a nice car, but it's fast. Yeah. I mean, you see, you you see one every now and then, but it's super yeah, rare. Yeah, sometimes you see replica ones of those too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
Well, Daniel, cool, man. Um, again, guys, if you're listening in, definitely check out Daniel's uh, Instagram uh, at Wheels. Check out his uh, creations. He, he actually has a lot of um, cartwheels that he's been modifying for different customers. So definitely check him out. If you want your own car to be uh, created on a Hot Wheels scale, definitely reach out to Daniel. Uh, maybe, you know, you mentioned this podcast, he can give you a little discount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Daniel, hey, thanks for, you know, joining in the call today. Really appreciate mm-hmm. it, man. You're welcome. It was fun chatting yeah. about cars. And um, yeah, I mean, this is great. This is a great thing. Hopefully, um, you know, your business continue to do well and we'll definitely chat All soon. All right, man. you too. Have a good day. Cool. All right. Thanks, Daniel. All right. All right. So you just heard the chat with Daniel Lowe. He is a great guy. If you're looking for a birthday gift or a Christmas gift for the car enthusiast in your life, definitely check out Daniel's work because a customized Hot Wheel might just be the perfect gift. So I'm not going to take any questions for this episode because we're out of time. But I will tackle the questions that have come in on our next episode. Please continue reaching out on Instagram and on email and even on Facebook at Chatting Out Loud. Thanks for your time and your support. We'll chat soon. Mm -hmm.